um good evening everyone welcome to another edition of uh, knowledge factory it's a uh, it's a great day and uh, we have something great that we're going to discuss today we i mean based on the stuff that we've been posting for a few days now you know we have a great speaker tonight that is going to be uh, sharing with us on Knowledge Factory. You know, there is so much to learn. Um, before I bring in the guest, there is something I would, I mean, I would like to say to everyone. It's important for everybody to maintain a level of responsibility when it comes to success. It is not, I mean, your success in life is not determined by what anybody is going to do for you. It is a personal responsibility. It is something that you need to hone. I could remember years ago, there was this friend of mine that was always talking about the fact that the parent didn't do so well by giving him all the best that he needed for growth and i kept telling him look the best your parent can do for you is to give back to you is to give back to you the rest is unrepresent your responsibility so the best i mean the, the, if, if you want to get any better just be in the process of changing right now start taking responsibility for your own life and today like i said we have someone in our midst who is going to be uh sharing with us on what we call the ownership economy i'm not going to say so much we have i've shared so much about his uh stuff to as many of my friends online and today we have the person of uh, mr jimmy olopadi is a pastor is uh is an entrepreneur and is someone that uh, i respect a lot is a man that is full of excellence is the media is the head of media relations for box 18 media so tonight we're going to be privileged to drink from the well of experience of knowledge he wrote a book last year and he titled it the ownership economy immediately i saw that it was something that i mean it, it struck my attention and uh to be realistic i picked the book i read the book and it's of tremendous uh blessing i still read the book this morning so without much ado we're going to bring in oh, let me use i mean let me say pastor jimmy olopade to share with us on the ownership economy wow <laughs> Good evening, Good evening, sir. sir. <laughs> good to good to see wow. you again. 
I mean, it's so great to have you here. It's, it's a great privilege to have you here today, sir. I'm so honored to be here tonight. Thanks a lot, sir. <laughs> well, how is well, family and everyone, sir? We are fine. We're doing good. Doing good. More than a decade, and uh, you have hmm. been into several things. So what do you, please talk to us about ownership economy. I think let me just do it that way. Yeah. Okay. Thanks a lot, sir. Once, first and foremost, I'd like to say a big thank you for this opportunity and this privilege. I do not take it lightly. Uh, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. I must also salute the great work you're doing at um, Inspire TV. Uh, great works. Great works all the time. Trying to score and encourage people. I think it's a great work you're doing. All right. The ownership economy, um, like you said, is just an avenue to pour out of certain things that I have worked over the time. Um, from yeah. the good experiences, the bad experiences, the, you know, <laughs> not, so, so, not so good experiences. And I feel that... Um, Oftentimes, it's not just about writing a book. It should be about writing something that people can easily relate with. You pick a book. You know, some of us go to the bookshop. We actually pick books that we, we just read one or two paragraphs or one or two lines, and that's it. Maybe the next time we come to it is um, later on in the year. You know, but the ownership economy was intentional. By the way, it was birthed out of... Um, the reality that at some point in my life, I was looking for a book on decision-making. Oh, wow. One particular book that speaks wholly or that speaks wholly to decision-making. Oh. And um, I never found. The, the best I did was to find a book that dedicated a chapter to decision-making, which was also not about decision, life decision-making, but it was about uh, maybe financial decision-making. So it was streamlined. And I thought, okay, one of these days, let's not just write books. Let's write something that people can easily relate with and understand. So that was also what, one of the reasons why the ownership economy came. Aside from that, it also came from a depth of understanding of the fact that um, the, the world we live in, particularly in this side of the world, um, our reality is totally different. What obtains in Canada is not what obtains here. Yeah. In Nigeria, you are, you are practically your own government. Mm. You are your own landlord. You are your own boss, your own CEO. You're practically everything to yourself. Mm. You, 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 you rent a house, for example. You dig your borehole sometimes. You buy your water. Sometimes you provide your own power yourself because you can't rely on NEPA. You do mm -hmm. your, um, uh, what do you call it, inverter system. So our You get your security is, yourself. You get your own security <laughs> yourself. You do practically everything for yourself, regardless of the fact that, you know, um, you might be paying tax or anything. So mm -hmm. it's, it's a concept of you are your own. You're on your own. Mm, and mm. this government that professes or that claims to so much care about you really 
do not care as much as they say they do. At best, what we see them do is just to come during election and tell you what they are going to do. And once they are in that office, that's all. So I wanted to let people understand that, see, you need to take your life, your own life, by your own hands. You are the owner. The concept of ownership or ownership economy is from the concept of ownership in business, which, I mean, which explains the fact that you, you call the shots, you are responsible for the good, the bad, and the ugly in the business. Whatever happened to you, you don't have anyone to blame. You practically do not have anyone to blame. So whatever you want to see in your life is in your hands. Whatsoever you don't want to see in your life is also in your hands. So you have to make right decisions, right call to own your life and own your own economy. Your finance is your economy. Your livelihood is your economy. Your family is your economy. Your, your circle of influence is your economy. So you practically dictates practically uh, um, you're fully responsible for everything that happens around and in you. So you have to hold it um, as though nobody else is responsible but you. Wow. That's, that's really great, sir. That's really Thank great, you. sir. Yeah. Um, there was a particular, I mean, uh, in the book, you yes, the sir. first i mean chapter talks about uh the mentality of an explorer of an explorer yeah now uh i've come to understand something in this part of the world we you think people, Sarah, good to see you online <laughs> yeah people 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 tend to think but hmm. most of the time we we think differently and uh, in this part of the world, we discover that we are at disadvantage about so many things. Like you, have, you, you, you rightly said, we, we are practically on our own. And that makes the battle a little bit bigger. Because hmm. you want to start a business, for instance, you are, you are trying to get the electricity sorted. You are trying to get the money to start up the business. You are That's trying right. to get so many things. I mean, there is absolutely nothing. I mean, except for the fact that you know that we have the numbers that probably mm. may count when you begin to produce, which is mm. still not certain. Mm. Now, don't you think that that can frustrate imagination, especially in this part of the world where we are right now, because people will tell you, I mean, look, I want to do something with my life, but by the time I look at all of all these problems, how do you want me to, even my imagination is Stephen, because each time I'm thinking, I'm eating a roadblock within my imagination. So how do you, what do you, what do you, what do you, what is your counsel to people like this? I can, I can, I can very well relate with, with your question, sir, and it is, a big deal. Um, Uncle Steve, good to see you. Kyle, thank you for joining. Uh, Moriah, thank you for joining. Sister Sarah, quite a while. <laughs> good to see you all. Okay, to that question, answering that question. Um, these are the complexities that we have to deal with. These are the reality that we have to deal with. Um, 
I, I remember when I wanted to start my first journey to business. Gio, good to see you tonight. Thank you for joining. I remember when I wanted to, to start my first business. And it was supposed to be an HR job. And um, I'd ordered for computer. I'd commissioned the guy to get the uh, furnitures ready. And um, I was already putting things in place, you know, just for us to start a consulting business. And um, I also had some little investments into Forex, thinking when that money comes, I was going to use that money to pay off the furniture, the computer, and the other stuff. Everything I put on Forex did not work. It practically failed. So the day, by the way, the day they broke the news to me that it didn't work was the day that the, the, the guy who brought in the electronics called me to say that he had arrived. But that was enough reason to quit. That was enough reason to stop. What I'm trying to say is there will be every reason, every reason, even like you said, you know, whilst you're still thinking, there are roadblocks of, because I've not even started, I was still planning to start it and all these things are already springing up. There was, I was going to start from home because office was on the high side that time. So I was, even though I was going to start from home, there were roadblocks already. But you see, the mentality of an explorer, like I said in the first chapter of that book, is such that you prepare for the worst case scenario. You are ready to face whatsoever comes. You are ready to, you know, overcome or, um, yes, the, the roadblocks that you will see. You might not be able to go through everything once, but you know that one step at a time. So, like I said, you're going to have to buy your power generator yourself. You pay for the security of that estate where your office is situated yourself. You have staff to pay. You have furniture to buy. You have a lot of things to do depending on the nature of your business. If you're into frozen food, for example, you have refrigerator and everything to buy. And you're not only doing... So, there are a lot of excuses. There will be a lot of reasons. But here is it. The mentality of an explorer is such that you have to be ready you have to, you must have thought about things that would serve as roadblocks for you or to you and you must be ready to overcome them and face them let me say that doing business in nigeria is peculiar it is never easy because everything that will make you to want to stop will be in your face like this and if you subject yourself to them you will definitely stop the, the, the Nigerian business space is quite volatile, particularly for startups. You barely have people. I, I saw a documentary at some time where, not in this, of, of course, not of um, a, a scenario of this country. As, as a startup, you have access to business counsel. You have access to people who are ready to help you develop your brand for free at a start. Mm. Or some of them will enter into a contract with you and say that when you start making money after six months or one year, whatever you want to pay us, we'll do it in writing that you can pay us later. Mm. There are a lot of people willing to help you with pro bono services or free services or services that you have to pay later because they understand that your business is just starting. Just but here, the reverse is the case. You have to pay everybody from a money that you have not even made. Mm. 
Exactly, sir. You have to pay everybody at the start. The guy who is designing the logo who wants to collect money. The guy who is doing the printing of your souvenirs and your brochures and everything who want to collect money. And, I mean, they are also in business for all you care. So, it's, it's tough. And you need to be tough as well. It's tough and you need to be tough as well. Tough, I mean, not just straight on people, but I mean, you have to wear a tough skin such that whatsoever opposition you face, you know that you are on a long haul. It's not just something you're going to do for a while and, and once you face with block, you give in and go and pick up a job or something because even the jobs are not um, um, you know, readily available as it were. And also with the impending economic downturn with the, with the impending, uh, <laughs> I smile because the, the coming days is, go is not going to be funny. A lot of people will be out of jobs. The people who are even entrepreneurs will be out of business, not just out of job, maybe out. Some businesses will not just come back on time once all of these are over or is over. So we, 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 face, we face a more, a more serious scenario and it's a required the tough. When I say the tough, I mean those who have tough skin and those who are ready to adapt to situations and blend. So imagine an explorer, somebody who is going on a voyage, somebody who is going into the bush to go and do something. They, they are ready for the worst. They are ready for the, uh, the worst. Mosquito will not just bite you in the wood and you, are, you say you are going back home. Or one ant will not bite you. You see snake, you run away. Just put yourself in that wood. Imagine that a lion will come. Imagine that an elephant will come. Plan how you are going to survive in the midst of all these wild animals. That is what it takes to be an explorer. And each and every one of us must wear that explorer mentality if we mm. want to be successful in anything we do. It's no child's play at all. Mm. Entrepreneurship, the ownership, owning, owning a space in this country is no child's play. And that's where we are, really. Well, thank you very much. OD, uh, D.O. Sings, thank you very much for joining us. Really, thank you for that. Um, thank you so much, sir. Uh, there is actually something else I want you to, to kind of uh, explain. You know, okay, sir. The, the place of vision okay. is something that is very important. We have the explorer mentality right now we've been able to to i mean to get the fact that it will not be 100 percent okay at the beginning i mean while you are thinking something is still trying okay. to suppress you that look guy you cannot move you can't even go anywhere you know this mm. it, you will have mm. a thousand and one reasons not to even go anywhere you know like look just get a job just sit down somewhere and uh, you know mm. just collect whatever you want to collect at the end of the month and just be okay Forget about this dream. Right. Forget about this That's imagination. Right. They are just fantasies. So face the reality. It's beckoning mm -hmm. on you and just, just, just say that. But for someone to succeed in this particular economy called ownership economy, like you said, you, you, you explain the fact that the person is got to, to have clear vision. You know, most of the time growing up, that word was the in thing for everybody you know like ah, you need vision for your life you need vision for your life you need and you know we 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 had it so much then that you 
almost think you know exactly what you're talking about. You think they know, you know exactly what people are talking about. Vision, ah, no, no. If they tell you that vision, ah, is the ability to see. Vision is, ah, you know, when you see your future from beginning to the end. And, you know, many people actually think they understand this concept of vision. But, uh, you know, there was a way you explained it in the book, you know, using a navigation system. I would really like you to help us go through it so that people can, can you know, you, you explained it in a very simple way, but uh, I think someone will be blessed hearing it from you. Listen, okay, I, I, think, I think visioneering is simple. It's just, like you said, a lot of us heard this like this. By the way, it became, it was almost bastardized, <laughs> you know, because it was pushed so much on our faces. But I think it was just the truth. Um, it, it's a simple law of attraction. The more you see it, the more it draws closer to you. The more you see it, the more it draws closer to you. The more you see it, but this is it. If you don't see anything, nothing draws near. If you don't see anything, nothing draws near. So... Uh, each and every one of us have an obligation to to have something in our mind that we are seeing. By the way, that is what keeps us going. Um, I have had to transcend different phases of my life, and I am still transcending. But it all can be put on what I am seeing. So visioneering or visioning is seeing where you want to be in the next years, in the next two years, in the next three years, in the next four years. Not necessarily one thing. Yes, there might be one thing that you have to break into, you know, uh, workable systems and break them into years. But there must be something that you're seeing at every point in time that is driving you and making you gravitate towards the big picture. So you have a five-year goal. You have a 10-year goal. You have something you want to see. That is a goal is like breaking down the big, uh, the big vision. But each and every one of us must have something we are we want to see, and that is how. That is how. For example, let, let me use an example. You are a young guy who, who um, maybe started out in life as a speaker, and your intention is to own maybe one day a big media house. That's the big vision. The truth is, if you are like me, who had no support or who has no support when I was growing, it has to start from somewhere. Yes, the big picture is to one day hold this big media house. But you see, you have to break it down. Because I've also seen people also have vision. And they mm. sit down hoping that one day the vision will just come. Mm. Um, it doesn't happen like that. Some of us mm. need to start from collecting salary of 4,000 naira. Then we move to 4,500. Mm -hmm. We move to 10,000. Mm -hmm. Then you start developing, developing like that. Then you become, but you must be able to see it first. I have the book, The Ownership Economy, here. And let me, let me read a part. Okay. I said, when you are clear, you are not easily carried away by every wave of doctrine. You know what you want. And that is what you're going along with. Clarity will save you from the loss of time and investment. And I want to emphasize that. One of the reasons why we need this vision is so that we can be saved from the waste of time and resources. I see a lot of people waste time and resources trying to put in the resources that they don't really have into things that, they, that are not really working and you're wasting time. 
you're wasting resources. You don't have all the time in the world to yourself. So when you are clear as to what you want, where you're going, you are careful about not just putting your time, your energy, your resources on every project. So it's easy for you to say no. When people call you to enlist in something you're not, you know that this one is not going to lead me towards the mark. For example, if you're going to Lagos from Ibadan, or if you're going to Ibadan from Lagos, if you're going to Ibadan from Lagos, and you, you don't know Ibadan, maybe you've not been to Ibadan before, and you pick your um, navigation system of, maybe Google navigation system, and you enter maybe Challenge Ibadan. Mm. It will not give you the full picture of Challenge Ibadan on that map. Mm -hmm. No. But it will show you, let's assume you are in K2, it will show you that, okay, from K2 move to this place, to CMD Road, link uh, mm -hmm. uh, the dollar bridge, go towards Bega. It is the more you go, the clearer the there navigation system sees. Mm. And the navigation system keeps telling you in three meters, in four meters, you will get to this place. Take mm. this bend, take this detour, take... But you know where you are going, it's Ibadan. But you can't, you don't know how to get there. So the more you go, it's the more you see. But you don't sit down at K2 and say you want to see the whole full map of how you're going to get to Ibadan. But you might not get there uh, at all. Mm. <laughs> so mm. I think all of us need to understand that the big picture of where you want to get to should be in your mind. And it comes with a lot of work anyways. But you know very clearly that as you begin to move, things become clearer, you, 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 you see support, you see help, you learn your lessons, you make your mistakes, everything gets towards the big picture. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. Promise Aladi, uh, man, I see you. Thank you very much for joining. Um, Sister Bola, Miss um, uh, Nita, yeah, thank you. Auntie Shala. Uh, thank you very much. Good to see you. Brandy, good to see you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much, sir. I mean, um, most of the time, we all want to know how. You know, like, I know what I want to do. Mm. I want to know how now, 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 now. You know, there are people, you know, I was, I, I was uh, somewhere yesterday and we're just talking about a particular person. And I told uh, me, the person, I look, this guy is great when it comes to ideas i mean is this guy that if you have an idea today and you sit him down he will tell you a thousand and one way to improve on that thing to, to make it better and this and that and all mm -hmm. and uh we have people that one way or the other when they develop something they want to get to know how right now is it important is how the most important thing and when you know a what what is the next step that you should take immediately you know this okay this is what i want to do what should be the next step from there well let me say this um Antishala, good to see you good to see you um know how is important know how is important um in this side of the world you don't place emphasis on that to be sincere with you okay but um, i think it's very important in Nigeria, you see a situation, and it's common, maybe not in Nigeria, maybe to most Africans. You want to start a business, and the next thing you're doing is looking for money. That may, I choose the word may carefully, that may be a mistake. Because when you have an idea, you have a vision, 
The next thing to do is not necessarily looking for money. It's probably looking for, it's, it's probably understanding how that business or how that venture or the roadmap you would have to, I mean, the, the roadmap towards that. So technical know-how um, of whatsoever you want to do is very important. For example, and let me be very practical. A lot of people are venturing into business right now because of this lockdown. Okay. But this afternoon, I was still telling my wife that a lot of people will lose money, the money they don't have. Hmm. Money that you should just have saved. You will end hmm. up losing it because you hear, oh, this business is moving. And because you have some little change, you, 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 you quickly want to start doing it. I think it's important that we learn, we understand know-how first. Know-how does not necessarily mean spending three months or six months. It could just be a week of, you know, you taking time to be friend with Google and getting all the information you can get online about whatsoever you want to venture into. People are saying, yes, food business is great. Agriculture is great. Agriculture is great, but we have people who are losing money daily on agriculture because you can't just go into something you don't know. You have to deal with pests. You have to deal with weed. You will deal with rodents. And all the money you have invested can live just in your very own eye, all because you are not knowledgeable about what you want to do. So technical know-how of whatsoever venture you want to embark on is very important. No matter how small the business is, I think it's, on the, it's, it's very important that you, that you ask questions. Ask questions. Ask questions from people who have done it before. Go to Google. Ask questions. There are a lot of answers that you will get if you just, you know, ask questions. So, know-how is, is, is often the next step after visionary. Having a clear understanding. For example, some people say they want to become a medical doctor. Why do they go to universities? To understand the know-how of that process. Some people want to be a lawyer. They go to law school. They go to university to understand the know-how. Now you want to start a bread-making industry or a block-molding factory, you just, you just feel, okay, let me just look for money. Money is important. Money is going to run the business. But I think at the same time, one of the reasons why businesses don't last in this side of the world is because even the guys who have the money to perpetrate the business don't understand the know-how. So mm. they put money in the... Mm. You must have the know-how of whatever you want to do, um, whatever you want to venture into, wheresoever you want to own a space in this economy. Wheresoever you want to own a space in this economy, you must have a know-how of how things work in that area, or else you're going, to, you're going to lose money. I have a lot of friends who, because of the fact that events is not working, now they are venturing into logistics business and all of that. We need to learn how things work so that you will not buy it yourself and you will not end up injuring yourself all because you're trying to own a space in an economy. It's important to have a know-how of whatever you want to do or whatever you want to venture into to save you a lot of stress. And you can also save a lot of money by just asking questions mm -hmm. from people who have gone ahead. It's, it's so important. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. I love that yes, last sir. one. Yes, ask the right question. It's really yes. very important. Yes. It's really yes. very important. Now, I want to ask you something. There is this, uh, right. everybody wants to be an entrepreneur. I mean, I want to own a space and 
and all. Is it really possible to the truth own is a space in another person's space? Let me let me break it down. There's this friend of mine that believe every I, one of us. I very be, well understand that question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cannot be entrepreneur. And you know, you need to there are people, you know, if we say everybody should be an entrepreneur, who will work, who will assist other people? You know, there are certain times that we find your like uh was it this Abuye that said it that my my dream in life is to service the dream of Bishop Oyedepo. You understand? So can you please help us uh, look into this aspect? Yeah. I think I think you already answered the question. <laughs> we all cannot be CEOs. Okay. Everybody cannot be CEOs. Everybody cannot be entrepreneurs. Mm. Some people need to work with so By the way, there was a great injustice done by a couple of motivational speakers to us at a particular time when all of them started preaching, fire your boss and be your own boss. Fire your boss and be your own boss. <laughs> You, some of us just need to stay with our boss. I, I have a way of coining it. I'd, I'd, I'd say I'd rather be a successful second man than to be a miserable first man. Yes, sir. I'd rather be a successful <laughs> second man <laughs> than mm -hmm. to be a miserable first man. Mm. Because at the end of the day, it shouldn't be about the title that you answer to. Mm -hmm. It's about the impacts and the value that you add, whether on your own business or your own venture or on someone else's venture. So I, I, I totally deviate from that school of thoughts that say that everybody needs to be an entrepreneur. There are some people that without them in your life, without them in your business, your business cannot run. I have folks like that that are dear to my heart and, and it is simply because they give their best, they give their time, they give their energy and resources to what we, we are all committed to. There's some people that even don't want to interface with me when it comes to our business. They prefer to interface with those people. And it's because they have seen themselves as part of that business and they are doing their own part, playing their own role, we also try to value whatsoever they bring on the table in terms of remuneration and pay and support and, inv and investment into their life. And we know that as long as everybody is happy, then we are all good. So everybody does not have to be an entrepreneur or a CEO. Everybody doesn't have to be. Some people just need to stay in a place and make that project or that. I mean, imagine a winner's chapel without Bishop Abiyoye. Thank you very much. Promise, Aladi. I think I've been able to to speak your mind. That's what. That's the, the part of. Uh, I mean, he's really passionate about that. He's trying to correct mm. a whole lot of uh, misconception in that area because yeah. we discovered that this uh, old stuff, you know, we just make you to to run into an unnecessary competition. You just that's begin true. to that's to. True. I mean, and some people are actually miserable. 
you know, doing something mm. that they don't even have any business in because That's they true. just want to show somebody that, look, me too, I'm a CEO. I can do this. So I want to ask you this question again before we I mean, move into the final stuff. You know, there is this stuff that uh, I've come to understand about the, the African community, and that is our educational system. And um, I was telling someone that possibly, you know, you know, I used to make a joke about it, but I think I mean it in a way that for me to send my, I mean, my children to a private school in Nigeria, the Nigeria of today, hmm. I would rather send them abroad hmm. or get to know their area of passion, make them to have their first idea. degree as it were, possibly, and make them focus on whatever thing they, they, they have to do with their life. Even if they don't want to go further to do masters or anything, let them just have the basic education, but focus a whole lot. We invest so much in whatever talent that they have from you know, when they're very small. Because I've come to understand something that we, we spent four years, five years, six years in university. And at the end of the day, you just look at the course of study and you, the only thing I got from school was exposure. That was it for me. It wasn't really about the knowledge because to some extent, I'm still as confused as I was when I was in hungry level, in a way. <laughs> in some of the stuff that, <laughs> that, that the thoughts they imparted to me. Mm. Because, mm. you know, you look at, you know, certain stuff, you see, pick some of all those books today and you want to, you know, link them to what you're doing right now, what you are facing right now, and it doesn't mm. have a place at all, no no relevance at all. Mm. So what do you, if you are, if you become the Minister for Education today, <laughs> what would you do differently, sir? Uh, thank you very much, sir. Let me start by saying that I share your bias um about uh having some of our kids school in this country uh, maybe you are a bit magnanimous to still want to let them have their first degree here i will probably feel the basic will be primary or secondary education and after them if that's all they want whatever they decide to do um having also done our part as parents to understand where their interest lies mm -hmm. then we can start to push them in that direction whether inside or outside this country, God helping us. Mm. But I, will, I, would, I would totally agree with you that education in this country, we can do better. We really could have done better. I was watching Pastor Tindy Bakari yesterday night speaking on mm. Dilly Momodu's um, live program, and I was stunned by you know, the fact that a lot of people were asking him, did you ever school abroad? And he gave all the kudos to his primary school teachers on how much, you know, they invested in them knowing how to speak well. And you will find this relatively and very well expressive in most of our elderly people, particularly those of them that are educated. They speak well. I mean, let's even talk about speaking only. They speak well. They, they have a very good understanding of time, Date, arithmetics, um, details, the way they communicate with us, 
but it's so pathetic, very pathetic, that today's generation, um, it's if it's not about money, then it's not about anything. And it's so bad that we dangle money on the faces of our children and we don't dangle books on their faces. It's so bad. And we are not going to help anything. You know, I, 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 I cry, I weep, and I say that idiomatically for this generation because there is a massive level of brain drain. And now I'm not even talking about book knowledge. I'm talking about intellect, intelligence. There is a massive level of brain drain in this generation. People cannot be engaged in 20 minutes conversation and you will feel depth or reasoning or understanding or knowledge in their conversation. I'm talking about young people of between 17 and 19 or 16 and 21. You, you engage them in basic things that you expect them to know it's so pathetic, their response, if it's, not, if it's not dancing, if it's not music, if it's not entertainment, they are, not, they are not interested. And we are also doing ourselves a great injustice by trying to bring in entertainment into everything. It is wrong. Education is not... Yes, we can make things entertaining, but we cannot bring in entertainment into everything. It's a bad way to lay precedent for ourselves, for our generation, for our country, it's a bad way to prioritize things. And if we continue like this, by the way, we are beginning to see the effect of some of these things. You go on conversation on Twitter and you see, you see the level of, of deadness, permit me to use that word, in some people's reasoning. Mm -hmm. you, see, you, see, you see young people... They They cannot reason. They cannot interpret situations and prefer solutions. So when you start to think about this, you ask yourself the question, where exactly are we going? What exactly is happening? Mm. I mean, it's happening. But it's so, mm. it's so, it's so obvious mm. that our, our not, taking, not taking education, and I don't mean book knowledge. I like to sound that again. I don't necessarily mean chemistry and biology and physics. Those mm. are important for inventions. Those mm. are important for innovations. But again, the purpose of education is not just to read book. It's for you to be able to interpret situations and confront realities that you are faced with. So mm -hmm. in this kind of situation, that's when a predicament health challenge, we edu what education does in this kind of situation is to help us to be able to provide vaccines is to help us to be able to know what and what and what and what to mix together to solve this, I mean, this problem. So education as it's where, like you said, is supposed to be for the purpose of exposure and knowledge. But even in this situation, what we have had so far is that people go to school, they get out of school, they dump what they have studied in school. Like somebody was saying jokingly, all the people who are supposed to be providing verses for us right now have become makeup artists and they have become, you know, you know whatever. Whilst that is on a jovial note, I think it is important. It is important that we start to place premium on knowledge because here is it. Of all human history, it has always been about what you have in terms, in terms of gold and land and all of that. 
But right now, we are in the knowledge age. It is what you know that will save you. By the way, it's going to become more serious as we move ahead because the, the, the cyberspace is going to practically take over a lot of things. And your ability or your inability will not be, will not, I mean, will, will be a disadvantage or advantage to you. Mm. Someone was saying the other day that cybersecurity is becoming a big job. I just said that on, in church on Sunday. Our young people who spend hours, hours, hours on, I mean, on internet could as well use these hours to study things. There is nothing you want to learn right now that you don't have them on internet. There is nothing you want to learn right now that you don't have them on internet. So my encouragement to a lot of us will be that let us make the best of our time. Now you ask me if I was, if I, if I had the opportunity to be, you know, to make a call in the educational sector. Yes, there's going to be a total overhaul of what we have. We're going to play premium on knowledge-based education and not just book-based. Knowledge-based, you, knowledge-based. You know, in those days, I, I was hearing Pastor Nebakara saying yesterday that the two courses as courses like logic. Do we have those courses? Because your ability, logic is practically you're faced with that situation and you can interpret how to behave. Because in real life, you are not allowed to open book to answer questions. Mm, exactly. In Thank real you, life, you are mm. not allowed to open the book to answer questions. You have mm. to interpret what you are confronted with and relate or decipher or, 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 or deal with that reality. So we need to encourage people to be quiz and debates. Um, I don't know. I don't know. But those, I think those, we need to find a solution yeah, totally to all of these things because that is, where, that is where the solution is. And parents as well must also take this very serious on, the, on, their, on their children. Again, because of where we are in this nation, Everybody is carving out a niche for themselves. It's an ownership space. And whatever you can do within your own confine, you know, to encourage, to engage young people, I think we need to do. But sincerely, it's, it's a big issue right now that a lot, of, a lot of people cannot be engaged in conversation and you will see depth this in most sense. people. You are talking about depth. Let's, let's start from sense. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, before we talk about that, okay. Pastor Shala, wow. good to have you here, sir. Thanks for joining us. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you so much, sir. This is, this is deep. You know, how many of us still want uh, Pastor Jimmy back on this conversation? I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm enjoying myself. I mean, it's really, Thanks really a lot, sir. Work. Thanks a lot, sir. You know, sir, um, I think we're going to extend this session, if you will permit us, to Friday. It's okay. No problem. Sir. Yeah, please. I, I, there's still so much we want to learn from you. You know, like I said, Pastor Shola, Pastor Shola, thank you very much. My mother-in-law is here, my mother. <laughs> thank you very much. She's my... Pastor Shola, thanks for joining us. <laughs> thank you very much, sir. Um, before you go, sir, uh, I would like us to just look at uh, one thing. You know, like what you thank just you. said right now. Uh, there is something that Inspire has been doing a whole lot of stuff. I mean, and uh, year in, year out, we have our conferences and, and all. And... Um, Early this year, we said, look, we just, we just don't want to impact, uh, inspire people for just three hours and mm -hmm. let them go. Because if there is no follow-up on all these stuff, then we are not, we, we, we are just exciting people. They will get excited for three hours and uh, probably they will get to another conference again and forget about what they learned here and get excited again. 
and they get excited again and the cycle continue like that. And uh, from what you just said, not about knowledge, we said, okay, let's put together something that will help people to, to push people. Because I've come to understand something about this generation. It's about follow-up. Hmm. And uh, someone said something, if you don't take care of, you know, you may think, okay, he's not my brother, he's not related to me, but if you do everything for your child right now, these are the people. If you don't take care of other people's children, you discover that those are the people that will stop your own children one way or the other. They might be the that will kill your own child if you are not killed. That's right. So that means That's we all right. have responsibility to everybody. Mm. And um, mm. that's what we just okay, let's, let's put something together. And not just only about Nigeria, because it's not just about Nigeria, it's about Africa. It's about, you know, there's a whole lot of stuff that is going on in our world right now. And we need minds like you to, you know, I said something to Pastor Shola last week. I said, you know, he's got a light. And everybody around the world, they are holding a candle. Yes. And all we need to do is to bring the man with the light to the mm -hmm. one that have the, the candle. candle. Let yeah. them light so that at the end of the day, we all get the, the light, the illumination will be everywhere. Then we'll be, that's right. then that's when we can say to ourselves that we have been able to serve this generation. And that's, right. that's one of the things that about this particular platform, Knowledge Factory, so that people, we can bring mm -hmm. in people who will share their, their experience, who will share so many stories to people mm. and they will be able to get knowledge so in just mm. one minute sir all right sir. what do you, what advice do you have for the young african person is a disadvantaged person they tell him he's vulnerable they tell him is this is, is at a great disadvantage but that cannot be the only narrative yeah. we can have a change of narrative so what do you you what cancer do you have for a young African person on the street. Thank you, sir. Sincerely, um, I must appreciate this session. Pastor, thank you once again. I'm sorry for this session. Let me just wrap it up because of time. I think if, if, if there's a passing note tonight, it will be that the young African needs to embrace knowledge. The young African needs to embrace knowledge. The young African needs to embrace knowledge. Talk about any field you want to become an authority in. It is possible. Whatsoever thing you want to invent, whatsoever thing you want to be the Lord over, quote-unquote, it is possible, but it is only possible with your knowledge. See, see knowledge as you're gone. You are armed with it. Whatsoever you are faced with, you can overcome with knowledge. We don't place premium on it. We rather place premium on money, what you earn. You go to, somebody comes for, for, for a job interview, he get back, so the, the first question they ask him is, that is not the, the, what do you have to offer is the first thing. It is out of what you offer. In, in the days, back in the days, you know, people like Bashola, the, our mentors would tell you that the premium was on what you have. In terms of what you offer, what mm. you have to offer these days, because also of my relationship with a lot of young people, I am I am not too. And I can say this over and over again. 
I am not too impressed with the level at which people operate in terms of knowledge. I'm not just talking about the book that you know. I'm not talking about the information that you have access to. I'm talking about the book that you know that you have worked with, the information that you have access to that you have used. That is what gives you the edge over other people. That's what makes you a successful person. That's what makes you thrive in any venture you go into. That is what gives you the advantage over others. It is not just about what you have learned. It's about what you know. And some of this, what you know, is in the books that you read. Is in, mm. you, see, you see, I don't want us to see this as another, another um, uh, motivation of read books. No. Mm. I would enlist you because, see, in the real world, when you come today to any, to any interview, it is about what you know. So mm. get yourself armed. Don't just, mm. don't just, there's a lot of um, um, sensationalism in this generation. People wear an attitude of mm. what they seem to know, but they don't know. Mm. You sit exactly. them down, you see, you see people from afar, you feel they are so knowledgeable. You see people from afar, you feel, wow, this guy must be so loaded. And here you have an opportunity to sit down with him for 20 minutes and you are like, wow, all the things I saw on your Instagram page were just show of nothing. So mm. when you have opportunities, see, it's a, it's, a, it's a constant in life. Your own time of opportunity will come. Your time of showing forth will come. It's scriptural, mm. it's biblical. It's scriptural. Your time of showing will come. But what will be said of you when your time of showing come? What will, what will people say that, I mean, what will you have to show? You know, so one thing I will say to a lot of young people watching tonight and to all of us is that let us arm ourselves with knowledge. We can, we can play with people in Canada, in, in Berlin, in, in, in Europe, not with money as it were. We can play with knowledge. We can play with wisdom. Whatever you become, whatever you will become is always as a function of what you have. The knowledge and information that you have access mm. to, the way you do things. The same phone that you are holding, the same phone that you are holding that you're just using to, to do things that are not healthy. Some people are using this phone to, to, to impact their world. They are using this phone to, to, to connect to people outside this country and making the best of their time and resources. Some people are using this phone to build a career, build a life. Apps, apps that, the same apps on your Play Store, some people are downloading it and they are using it to show. It's, it's about knowledge. And the funny thing about this knowledge is we all have it at our fingertips. So the question is, what are you doing with all the knowledge? So you spend 10 hours on phone and you're not making the best of it. So I think my parting words would be, let's arm ourselves with knowledge. That's the only way we thrive in this generation and in that which is to come. Wow. We, 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 this is, this is great. I mean, uh, I mean, thank you very much. Sir. Um, we, we can't, we can't exhaust it today. And uh, thank you so much. I'm humble, sir. By, Thanks by a lot, sir. On Friday, I know we're going to, we're going to have this, we're going to continue this discussion. And uh, I just want to say this to everybody. Thanks right a lot, here. sir. Like uh, I've been telling, you know, right now, this is a lockdown period and a lot of people just see it as a, I mean, their disadvantage in a way. I see it as a period of reset. I see it as a period where you need to learn a whole lot of stuff. I mm. mean, I'm doing online courses. I'm doing so much because, you know, That's right. thing about knowledge is that the more you, you, you acquire, the more you know that you don't even know. 
you think that's you right. know you know that's right. you get to a particular stuff and you discover that wow i really don't know i i i, I took a, i i'm taking a course uh, um, from harvard university and i i see the way we go about the class and i feel like look just bring this into we are smart i mean i just don't we know are, the question we are we, we are we are the, when they do when we do our assessment i just i just dust them like i was mm. telling my wife look out of four questions i just want or five questions i just i just dust everything because uh, the way they are teaching us is different from i mean you 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 are so interested in the stuff like i just want to do the next course i want to do take the next class i want to take the next class i want to take the next class and it's it's, it's a great one so on friday by god's grace we're going to be going further in this uh, ownership economy we're going to be talking about emotional intelligence a friend of mine was talking with her yesterday and she was like look the future is not to the smarts he said it's not to it's not just about the iq anymore it's going to shift from iq to eq because i was just we're talking about the way women are handling coronavirus in their countries and they are getting measure of success and the man hmm. seems not to be getting something and i said to her you know well what is happening then she said something he said look the men may have the iq but i think the future is the eq in a way or maybe hmm. combination of hmm. both and on Friday, mm. by God's grace, we look so much into that. Thank you very much, no Jimmy, no problem, for sir. this awesome. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Really, I really so, appreciate it. I'm so lighted right now. So